This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 50. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Nadia Williams. Nadia is a Jane of all trades, an educator by profession. She has always enjoyed technology tools, stumbling into the world of ed tech and WordPress around the same time. Nadia is a teacher, a polyglot, a yogi, a travel addict, and a lifelong learner. Hi, Nadia. Welcome. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, Nadia. Welcome. So glad to meet you. And uh, welcome to Hallway Chats. Can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, well, Liam, thank you for that awesome introduction. Um, as, uh, as you mentioned, I am an educator by trade, and I spent seven years as a classroom teacher. I taught middle school, class, uh, middle school English. So, um, yes, middle school teachers are a little on the quirky side, so I apologize in advance for um, any random pop culture references or things that might suggest that I have an arrested development um, because middle school. But I loved it dearly, had a wonderful time. Um, the kids were one of my favorite parts of the job because I always had great stories to tell at dinner parties. Um, but in, in that process of being a teacher, it was really fascinating that I um, kind of came into the field non-traditionally. I actually was originally thinking of going into corporate law and then didn't get into my first choice school. So that kind of threw me off track a little bit. And I was like, well, but I really want to be like Oprah. She seems awesome. So I went into broadcast journalism as my, um, as my major in undergrad. Um, came back, decided I didn't want to do that. I swear I'm not wishy-washy. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what happened was I, I spent a year abroad and had some amazing professors who were actual in-field journalists. And they unfortunately did not look like they really liked their lives. So as awesome as they were as, professor, as professors, I came back, kind of had a personal, as they say, come to Jesus moment, realized that with a four-year degree, starting pay, and that level of dissatisfaction I saw some, from people who were actually in the field, I thought I'd look for other options. And one day by the pool, one of my best friends said, hey, uh, why don't you think about teaching? And I, I, I thought, surely you jest. Um, but it kind of weighed on me and it uh, really steeped into my brain and just I just couldn't shake it because I'd, I found I, when I stopped and pulled back, I realized I'd been teaching people all along. I was teaching people at my college job uh, where I was working for Aveda doing makeup and um, showing people how to use the right makeup products, the right skincare products to keep their skin in a nice condition or the right hair products for what they wanted to do. Um, I found that I was teaching people, teaching kids, actually, I was, uh, teaching color guard, uh, flag line for a local high school. And I'd been doing that throughout my college years and realized, you know what, I've actually been doing this. So I looked into it and was able to get in non-traditionally thanks to my communications degree. And that's how I ended up teaching English. And, um, so yeah, it took me a little bit longer to get into education than most people. So I'm like a year or two older than most people who came straight in out of college, but um, it's been quite a, a wild ride. Wow. And was middle school your first choice age to teach? 
So not entirely. My friend who suggested that I uh, teach, she uh, was really passionate about elementary school. And I thought, oh my gosh, elementary looks like so much fun. The kids just, you know, they're, they're super adorable. Some of them might still be eating their boogers. We can work on that. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought, oh my gosh, that's gonna be so much fun. Well, what ended up happening was they, there's, so I, I'm in Georgia and the, one of the non-traditional paths to certification offered a chart that illustrated with, if you had what, you know, whatever undergraduate degree you had, what that could pair up with subject matter wise and communication paired up very easily with middle grades, English language arts. So, um, I went through the necessary process, took the test, passed the test for certification. And then upon being awarded a job, I was able to get provisional certification for uh, five years. So kind of worked out that way. As a sidebar, I realized I didn't even say what I'm doing now. So what I'm doing now is I actually work at the central office level. Um, I started off as a digital, digital transformation coach. So I like to say I was like Disney World for teachers, helping them make their dream lessons come true. And that was a lot of fun to that for two years. And then this past year, I got a bit of an upgrade to digital learning coordinator, which is uh, where I am working with several of our content areas to help assist them on the rollout of their digital content. I also serve as a, a piece of the team that uh, is developing our uh, digital learning platform. Let's see what else. Um, I, like I said, Jane of all, you know, like, 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 uh, Liam said, Jane of all trades, I've done some graphic design work and social media management for my department and various other things too. So it's kind of ended up being like a slash this, slash this, slash this. We kind of have a joke in education, or at least in my district, of um, the, the last item on everyone's job description is all other duties as assigned. And so that is definitely in what I do a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I love that. All of their duties as assigned uh, as of 3 p.m. this afternoon. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> When's the deadline? 4.30. Oh, sure. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Nadia, that's really interesting. I, I loved the the circuitous way you came to where you're at now, or at least got into education. It sounds like mm-hmm. once you're in education, your flow from the classroom into the, the district-wide uh, role that you have of coordinating and leading within technology was was a little bit more uh, maybe not direct but uh, less circuitous than your your landing in education. Tell us a little bit about it, if you would, where WordPress kind of first started fitting into that and and how you used it over over the years. Sure. Well, what's interesting is I can't specifically remember when WordPress came on my radar, but I. I think I know when. Um, We've had these, um, I think it actually was before uh, the the first ed camp we had um, in my district, but sometime around maybe a year or two before the first um, ed camp I went to. And ed camp is essentially like a educational unconference where everyone shows up and then creates the sessions right then and there. Sure. And is that for teachers primarily? Yeah, it's for it's for teachers primarily, but I think its origins come from something that lawyers and doctors had been doing um, of getting together and having this spur of the moment symposium. Okay, so, yeah, there's a a well known bar camp similar yeah. from in Philadelphia. Yeah, so that's but, exactly know. what. Yeah, yes, yes, Got yes. It. So 
Got bed it. Okay. camp comes from the bar camp concept, exactly. So, um, but prior to that, probably about a year, I found myself um, wanting to create a classroom blog for my uh, students to be able to gather resources, see what we did in class, and also to provide a little bit more transparency with what's going on in the classroom. And um, I mean, it helped a ton doing so and having having my, my blog as that one-stop shop. So I ended up stumbling upon WordPress. And uh, from there, I started geeking out a little bit more. This is a WordPress.com site. And after I geeked out on that to a certain level, I did a fateful Google search, found myself finding EdCamp Atlanta about two months out, bought a ticket to EdCamp Atlanta, and then uh, promptly migrated my site to a self-hosted site thereafter. And the geekery hath continued. The geekery has continued. That is awesome. So let me let me direct your attention to one of our more regular questions here and ask you about success. What is your definition of success, be it personal, professional, or a combination thereof? Wow. Way to pull out these Oprah level questions here, Liam. Well, you didn't want to be Oprah, so um, I know I'm. I'm ready for this. I'm ready. I was born I knew ready. You would be. I knew you would be. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I think success is is a is a sliding scale, uh, but I think most importantly, it is something that one must determine for himself or herself. And the however large or small that may appear to others is really inconsequential if within yourself you feel successful. Um, you know, in my work, one of the things I aim to do is to help my colleagues feel as though they are more successful with whatever it is that they're doing and whatever it is that they're wanting to accomplish. Um, but also that they are able to cultivate a space of continued growth. Um, and in that I, I grow as well. So in essence, yeah, I think success is, is, being able to look at yourself in the in the mirror each day, knowing that you either are or are working, you know, are living your dreams or, or your goals or are actively working towards that and that you are able to maintain a sense of contentment with wherever you are on your personal journey. That's a, an interesting definition and I like the the individuality of it. And the ability to step away from measuring as the world does, but really measure as our own center and our own standards and more guide us to do so. With your definition then, Nadia, what is the single most important thing you do every day to either achieve and or work towards that success? If you don't feel in the moment, in the day, in the mirror, that you are successful. Wow. Uh, I think I recently took on uh, the habit of bullet journaling. Are either of you familiar with that process? Oh, yes. I know the Are name. I don't know the process. Could you give us the thumbnail sketch of it? Sure, sure. So a bullet journal uh, was created by this guy. His name is Ryder Carroll. He's a designer, I believe. And um, it, it's an analog system for documenting what goes on in your day. The highest points of it are that you start with an empty notebook and you basically create sections within that notebook to help you map out your months, your entire year, 
um, and also your weeks. Sometimes people also do a daily log as well. And so what I've started doing with the with my bullet journal one, it's provided an outlet for me. I've always liked drawing and artwork and, and whatnot. Um, and so I get really crazy. I don't have it right by me. Oh, I want to see it. I was just going to ask you that. I mean, I can't, I can grab it. It's not too far away. It's just not within uh, (laughs) arm's reach, but, um, I, yeah, so I've started, I love to, to draw in mine and it provides a space for me to elaborate upon my own, you know, creativity and keep that, that muscle going. But what I also love is that it's helps my type A brain, which is by having tasks, I have a, a key for my tasks and can check them off as I, as I go through. And I can also migrate them to the next day. So that's one of the things that helps me feel more successful on a day-to-day basis because if I get around to something, great. Um, that is obviously the goal. But if I don't, I can have a conversation with myself as to whether or not that task or that thing that I want to do is really still valid or still necessary for my greater goals. And I also put like weekly and um, monthly goals in there too. And I like to have random dance parties. That's another thing that helps me feel <laughs> successful is finding a new song um, and just jamming out because why not? And also easy cardio. Awesome. Exactly. What's Can your I current call? favorite? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tara. Go I was ahead. Gonna say, what's your current favorite? I love that. Oh, um, so I, oh, it's a tie up between, a, a toss up between two songs right now. One is by uh, Dua Lipa and... Um, Sean Paul, it's called No Lie. And so it's got this nice, like, reggae-ish. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Ah, love that song. And then I'm also, I was a little surprised at this, but I'm kind of, oh, 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 three, three. Another song is (laughs) by uh, Axwell and and Grosso called uh, More Than You Know. That is my in-office jam-out song. Like, between, if I'm doing some mind-numbing work, and then I need a break, like I was working on a template for a document and then I was going to do a screencast of something. I stopped, I popped on YouTube, had a little five minute dance party to uh, more than, you know, it was great. And then I think a couple days ago, I just discovered this new song by Marshmallow and Juicy J. And there's one other person on the track too. Uh, it's called you can cry and it's slower and more mellow, but the baseline is nuts. So I guess kind of they're like bobbing my head like, yeah. <laughs> so are those headphone at work dance parties or is, are your work colleagues getting involved in the party too? <laughs> Luckily they have me locked away in in like a little, little closet elsewhere. Not to say that I'm like the Harry Potter of my department. I'm not under the stairs and a cupboard under the stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but it's kind of, you know, it's like, I'm like, I'm, it's like my office is in Alaska and the rest of my team is on the mainland. So I'm close enough that I can just walk over and ask a question, but I'm also far enough away that an email doesn't seem rude. <laughs> I want to go back to your bullet journal because I, I used to do that kind of thing and I don't, I never called it that. I wasn't aware of that, but I wanted to ask you about when, and I can't remember what you said, how long you've been doing doing bullet journaling, but this idea of writing goals and different types of goals, be it daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And, you know, those sorts of systems are, I find in my own life are very valuable, but at some point I I just fall off the, the wagon, if you will, and stop doing it. And sometimes because 
things are going well and other times because maybe they're not going well. And I wonder if, if you have encountered that in, in your own life. And, and I don't want to, I'm asking because what I want to know is if you have, how did you work your way back to it? What was the thought process? What made you pick up the notebook and the pen again? How did you do that? Uh, well, very simply with this particular process, I think what's helped me maintain some level of success with keeping it, because I'm not the best at maintaining just a writing journal at all. But um, this, I think, because it's, it provides me with a, a sense of daily accountability without any more judgment than I put on myself. It's been wildly cathartic, you know, because I get a chance to draw and doodle in it, but it also, um, it helps lessen the anxiety of not being certain which digital calendar has which info. Because I keep a separate personal calendar from my work calendar, and the, the bullet journal allows me to synthesize the two without receiving any sort of annoying notifications from either or both. Yeah, I think there's something gratifying too about handwriting it versus using, I mean, probably Google Calendar, many of us would be completely lost without that thing. But <laughs> when it comes to like actually tasking out your day or your week, having it handwritten, there's some great feeling of satisfaction. And I've, I've looked at bullet journaling and the whole like crossing off and the little arrows and moving it over to the next day. And there's a, you know, it's, it's almost like a digital process that you're doing by hand in a way. And it, it I think is. it can in your brain a little bit better, but they are beautiful. I've seen, um, you know, if you go on Pinterest or Instagram or just Google bullet journals, people really go like beautifully crazy with it. Uh, so does that distract from your productivity when you get drawing? <laughs> I've always no. wondered that. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, luckily it doesn't. And and I'm so grateful that with my my current work that I'm afforded a um, quite a bit of autonomy with setting up my schedule. And what's beautiful about that is I've blocked off certain times and um, even days where I try not to schedule any meetings outside of my office so that I can hit any outstanding tasks. And so Mondays, I just time block um, some time to, to just to let the world fade away and to get to doodling. Um, and I don't know, throughout the week, I find it to be really inspiring getting back to it. Like, for example, I, so I run is one of the many things that I like to do for fun. And I'm here, 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 here. Oh, you're a runner too. <laughs> this is Tara. Oh, cool. Even better. So I ran, um, I, and I talked my mom into running, um, doing the Disney's coast to coast challenge with me last year. So yes, I know it's kind of nuts. So I, um, what is, what is that? Oh, oh, okay. So, <laughs> Um, so it, the, the, so Disney has the run Disney races and the, um, coast to coast challenge and they have all sorts of random challenges you can have if you run certain races in various combinations. It's just, you know, it continues to gamify the experience of, Ooh, I can get more blink. And if you give me some time, I can also pull out my race medals and show you cause I have those nearby too. But, uh, the coast to coast challenge was where you ran a race both at Disneyland in California and Disney World in Florida. Uh, okay, gotcha. So I, the reason why I even brought that up was the, that in my bullet journal, I did a drawing of a race medal prior to my mom and I going um, and running the uh, Tinkerbell Half Marathon about a, a year ago because it was last Mother's Day weekend. 
And it was so much fun looking at that because I sat there and was like, oh, and I, and I was anticipating the trip. But I could also include a place of um, a to-do list of all the things I need to do in advance of travel to make sure that all of my ducks are in a row before I departed. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks yeah. for explaining that because I was imagining that you ran coast to coast when you said oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. No, ma'am. super impressed no, ma'am. by that. <laughs> <laughs> but when I ran the I'm second I'm still one. super impressed, I must say, though, oh. running that stuff with your mom. That's really awesome. <laughs> she, I think she loves me a, a lot because she, like I said, <laughs> she hasn't run in ages and she didn't finish the first race. Uh, and she did finish the second race, did she? Or she came very, very, very close to finish. I think she made it 10 miles in the awesome. second race. Yeah, yeah. That's no small distance. It is no, not. not. It is not. But no, they give you a third medal for having run coast to coast. Ah, awesome. very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. This All right, we could keep there. talking about running. I know. Or we could come back to WordPress and technology and <laughs> uh, and talk a little bit more about that. So in your in your current role, are you working with kids? I'm sorry if I wasn't clear on No, that. that's no. That's quite all right. I'm actually working more so with adults than I am with kids, but I do get as as we like to call my kid fix um, every every so often. Like last week, I got a chance to go help judge an invention convention at a local elementary school, and that was so inspirational. Just seeing what the kids had created and what problems they were solving. Like I didn't know that vacuuming up Nerf bullets was a problem because vacuums tend to mess up the Nerf bullets. But this little boy told me about that and he created an invention to solve that problem. And it was awesome. I want to so follow I, up with you after this show about that. Cause yeah, they totally do vacuums destroying Nerf bullets. <laughs> so, will do. But um, so I do get a chance to go into schools and I get a chance to interact with students, but my, my um, purpose now, my function now is more so either working with teachers um, or um, administrators, but honestly, the majority of me, ugh, English, the majority of my work is uh, working with district level personnel and like content supervisors, other people at the district level and supporting them in the ways in which they support teachers. But I do still do direct to teacher professional learning um, presentations and stuff of that nature. And I intermittently maintain my blog, though I'm putting in my bullet journal that I will update that sooner than later. All right. And what's your involvement with the WordPress community? Are you in Atlanta? Are I, you, okay. I am in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Is there, do you go to meetups there or what's your connection with the WordPress community there? I did go to meetups as often as I, as my schedule would allow. Um, we had a WordPress meetup here in the, in the Marietta area the longest, but that was, that has since moved from being in the evenings to being in the middle of the day. So unfortunately I'm at work and it's not necessarily justifiable for me to go to a WordPress sure. meeting in the middle of the day. Cause it's not, yeah. it's not, not something that could relate to my work, but it doesn't entirely directly relate to my work. So, um, though we do have we do have a uh, website that's hosted on WordPress, but that's, that's not within my direct purview. So I try okay. to get to them whenever we're on a school break. Um, and right. then I go to the word camps um, and I stay, man, I stay connected on that. Um, the word camp ATL Slack channel as often as I can. Excellent. 
Nadia, you and I met at uh, WordCamp Atlanta, and we I did. We we chatted briefly, and I enjoyed that. But but now I'm wondering, were you there as 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 on your own? Were you there with other teachers? Were you there? Uh, did you bring some of your work colleagues along? I I didn't meet anyone that you were there with that day, so I, I wonder. No, I so I actually came of my own, you know, my own volition, um, or I don't know if that would be the best word here, but I I came on my own, um, or let me back up starting over. I came from my own personal interests and my own personal lifelong learning geekery. My, uh, plus one was actually my mom this year. And she, thanks to me has gotten, see, once again, I think she loves me a little bit. Um, but she has gotten interested in WordPress blogging herself and, um, has been wanting to, you know, maintain a record of some sort on on the interwebs. So she came along. This is her, actually her second WordCamp. One time she came w- without me. It was kind of cool to experience it with her because I'd been once by myself or twice by myself. She'd been once by herself. And today, this time we were able to use it, hang out together. And we did a, like a little debrief afterward too. It was pretty nice, nice and formal. So you were geeking out with your mom about WordPress. Totally geeking out with my mom about WordPress. Wow. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. You right? run with your mom. You work <laughs> with your mom. As a mom, I'm totally jealous because I know my daughter doesn't listen to this, but that would be my dream to run and do WordPress with my daughter. Wow. Have you inspired oh. your mom for that? She, you, you got her into WordPress? How Not old is your daughter? She's 19. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's always possible that that you could never happen. never know. And yeah, yeah. Did you get your mom into WordPress? You, you I, inspired I did. Not vice I did. versa. Yeah. Right. I was her. I was her gateway. I guess developer. Since it wouldn't. That's so cool. here, you know, on that. Maybe your mom will have to come on hallway chat sometime. Yeah, you guys would <laughs> love her. She's adorable. That would be fantastic. I would like that. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit and take us to one of our more signature questions, Nadia. Can you share with us the single most or one of the most valuable pieces of advice that you've ever been given? And it can be either personal or professional or maybe both that you've received and incorporated it into your life. Hmm. Uh, probably a couple bits. The, f- uh, the one that I always return, I always return back to is trust the process. Um, and that's, you know, we don't always understand why things happen or should things happen, but if you trust and and you actually are working towards things being on the the right path for you, then just trust and believe that it, that it will work out. I mean, don't just sit there and not do anything and and go, Oh, I'm trusting and believing it's all going to work out. No, you actually have to put some, some effort into it, but uh, probably that. And then it's not really direct advice, but I, a huge fan of the tenets of the book, The Four Agreements. I don't know if either of you are familiar with it. Yes, but go ahead so, explain it. Yeah, so it's based off of the Toltec uh, tradition in, in uh, Mexico. And ultimately, there are these four agreements or rules or suggestions that one should live by in order to have the most fruitful and honestly, like stress-free life. And those uh, agreements are to be impeccable with your word, so to mean what you say and say what you mean, um, to not take anything personally, um, to not make assumptions, and then lastly, to always do your best. 
And I found that when I've been the most stressed, overwhelmed, or detached from my purpose or whatever I'm working toward or my goals, I, I come back to those and remember that there are a lot of things I can fill in and a lot of things I can get upset about for, for no reason. But if I'm doing my best sure. and not making assumptions, we should be good to go. Yeah, those uh, the four uh, four agreements are important. I wanna I wanna touch on the first one that you you mentioned around trusting mm-hmm. the process, and I'm gonna circle that back to your definition of success and just ask you to clarify. When you say trust the process, you're really meaning it, or are you really meaning it? Let me make it a question and not a statement. Do you mean that around as you think as you we as individuals think about success, think about ourselves, our happiness, our role in life? and try to work towards happiness, then trusting the process is the process of self-evaluation, self-improvement, following four agreements kind of things. Is that what you mean by follow the process? I'm sorry, trust the process? So, sort of. I mean, that's definitely an element of it. What I was mainly getting at was um, recognizing that you don't always understand things may not work in the time frame that you prefer. And sometimes things pop up that are genuine surprises. That's life. Right. But, um, you know, a great, this goes into another quote, a great quote that I, I absolutely have appreciated is, uh, something that Steve jobs once said, which was that our lives make the most sense looking backward. You know, you have to follow the, follow the dots looking backward as opposed mm-hmm. to looking up ahead. And I think that that's definitely true of trusting the process. You might not understand how you're going to get to where you need to go or even where it is that you're supposed to be going. But when you look backwards from once you are in a space, it makes complete sense. So does that make it a little bit more clear? Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Thank you for clarifying. It's a lot about patience and self-control. Yeah, and that delayed gratification, but also appreciating the journey. There's so much to be learned from just being present in the space that you are when you are there. Yeah, that's a combination of the two things, being present and then also having faith in what's to come. So, you know, mm-hmm. not I don't necessarily mean dwelling like too much on that. Religious faith necessarily, but... Right, no, right, yeah. no, I, I get you completely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of something similar to the four agreements. There are four Ps, I guess is that is have you heard of that? No, no, I haven't. Sounded very familiar to me, but anyway, yeah. Oh, okay, that's great advice. I am definitely making a note of that book and that advice. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Well, for I do have that. more quotes in my bullet journal, but uh, <laughs> to bring it back. Right, when, to we're, that. when we're done recording, you're going to have to send me a picture. Oh, I, I'm totally going to do that. Screen actually, yeah, do and I'll put it in the show notes. That would be great. Ah, oh, okay. If you're willing, sure. Sure, sure. sure. I might have to redact some things that are highly sensitive. Yes, we can blur that out for sure. (laughs) Probably should. We probably should. (laughs) All right. I believe we're out of time. Speaking of living in the moment, yes, we our timer has gone. Nadia, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon today. Uh, Before we say goodbye to you, I wonder if you can share where people can find you online, please. Sure thing. Um, I am very active on Twitter. My handle is Ms. Willipedia. So it's M-S-W-I-L-L-I-P-E-D-I-A. Um, and then I have a blog by the same name, Ms. Willipedia.com. That's hosted on WordPress or powered by WordPress, naturally. 
And then um, I'm also on Instagram, same handle, Ms. Willipedia. So pretty much if it exists out there and I'm on it, it's Ms. Willipedia. That's a good handle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last name is Williams. And one of my friends, one of my colleagues said to me once, you're kind of like a walking encyclopedia. And I went, (laughs) I'm going to go with that. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. It's great talking to you, Nadia. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nadia. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.